listeners, I'm Allie, and this is Quad Pro Quo. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tammy. Hey there. Matt. Hello there. And Guido. Hi. We are inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs, and each week one of us will pick a movie to talk about. And this week is Matt's week. But Matt, before we get to your pick, how was everyone's week? You know, it was all right. It was good. (laughs) End of the month bullshit at work, but you know how that goes. Yes. Five Mondays in a row. It was your daddy's (laughs) birthday this week. Yeah, it was my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. Uh, Sorry I couldn't be there for it, but we'll get together uh, next weekend. Four. Four. Yeah, this this will be out after it's happened, so I'm not going to ruin the surprise or anything. Wheel uh, we're, we're going to a a, uh, a live fortune. showing of Wheel of Fortune at the uh, Wind River Creek or whatever casino up in Bethlehem. It's yes, but it's not like it's not Pat Sajak and Vanna White. I don't know. It's no, it's life. not. I looked it up. There is a host. It's Mark Wahlberg, but not that Mark Wahlberg. Mark it's the Wahlberg. Other Mark Wahlberg. So Donnie Wahlberg. No, his name is Mark Wahlberg. But he will, he like hosts like if I showed you a picture of him he'd be like oh that guy like he's like he like hosts like Trouble Love and Paradise or like those horrible dating shows oh, and stuff like nice. that. Is yeah. he a member you of the Funky Bunch? Treats. He's not a member of the Funky Bunch. All right. So is it where you are you going to be a member of the audience or yes. can you have an opportunity to get no, up and play? I don't think I'm like, like if if I I'm not I'm gonna like I like I said my second hand embarrassment is gonna kick in hardcore and I'm gonna slump in my seat. I'm just how can your inner like competitive you guys do competitive games all the time it's just not filmed i hate wheel of fortune <gasps> really i do yeah I even even it. like growing up we would watch because we're in an area where jeopardy comes on before wheel of fortune i know some places in the country Je- or uh, wheel of fortune comes first but like literally i'd be we'd be sitting there like watching it and like it it's that word I'm like how are these people not getting it they're fucking stupid oh. <laughs> the hint was people that annoy you Oh, that's a South Park episode. Oh, that was a classic one. Classic South Park. That'll be nice for you to get together with the fam. Oh, yeah, 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 you know. And do something not so typical. True. Yeah, yeah. True, true. Anything else? No. I put out all my Halloween decorations. As did I, Tammy. Well, not. As did I. I started working on it. I still have a lot more to do because, you know, the spider webs do take a lot of time. What about any, like, uh. What about like any inverted crosses or um, Bible verses taped to the wall? You know, uh, lots I, of fake fucking pumpkins laying around. I'll tell you that. <laughs> as long as they don't, hey, if they're fake, that's fine because yeah. then they won't smell. They're covered in glitter. Would you rather have real pumpkins? They're I need covered to in get, glitter. I need to get mums for my. So you have a three-year-old. Everything's covered in glitter. Big deal. That's fair. It's it's enclosed in a glass case. By of the emotions? way, all of the the glitter pumpkins. Oh. are in the hutch. They're not out and about. We're in week two of our spooky month. Spoop, dude. I am all about <clears throat> the spooky month. Yes. Spook. So last week was my pick of the Invisible Man, and this week is Matt's pick. So Matt, please tell us about your spooky movie. Uh, well, my movie was released in 1976 by 20th Century Fox, oh. directed by Richard Donner, written by David Seltzer, starring... Lee Remick, David Warner, Patrick Troughton, and Atticus Finch himself, Mr. Gregory Peck. My movie was The Omen. For generations, the Thorns have been a family of tremendous wealth, position, and power. The perfect marriage of Ambassador Robert Thorne and his wife Catherine. 
was fulfilled by the birth of their son, Damien. And then, when the child was five years old, something terrible happened. Not the remake starring Julia Stiles and Liev Schreiber. Yes. Yes. Good. We have to make that Good. point. We did the original, not the remake. I felt I that was pretty clear when I said the people that directed and starred in it. <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah, we got to clarify. So let's go around the room. Have we? Have you ever seen it? And what were your initial thoughts on Matt's pick of the Omen? Guido, would you like to go first? Oh, yeah. So my dad, this is one of my dad's favorite spooky movies. So I had to watch it a lot. And I look forward to seeing a head bounce on top of a sliding plate glass. Oh, that's so, a yes. Um, anytime we are I get definitely to see going to be talking about that head one. tumble. Uh, I'm all for it. Great, Tammy. Uh, this was one of the two scariest movies from my childhood. Oh, The Exorcist was the most scary for me, and this one was runner-up. I was super scared as like a young adult. I don't know. When I see movies that I saw all like that long ago, I kind of think, you know, am I still going to be scared? And right. That's what I that's what mm-hmm. I thought when mm-hmm. I and also Matt and I were kind of fighting over doing this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I was I was even like, oh, I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty basic spooky movie. So I was like, is Tammy going to do it? Because then I got to come up with all these other backups. But luckily she was like. I'm going to do another basic movie. We'll save that for the end of the episode. Okay. Um, I had seen this movie before because it, like Guido, was one of my dad's favorites. He loves the the nanny scene. We'll just say that. <laughs> Even though he hates horror movies that involve children, he for some reason really likes The Omen. And I love uh, Gregory Peck. So um, I was very excited to to talk about this movie and learn more about it because I know there's a lot of behind the scenes craziness. So, so you never saw this? No, I have. Oh, oh. But I know there's a lot of like behind the scenes craziness and and weird stuff. So, go ahead, Matt. We open we open the movie with a a black screen with a little silhouette of a kid in red and an upside down cross, and you hear this music that music that you hear the whole movie. It's like church music. <laughs> yes, it's like church music, but evil. It's like, you know, church music flipped on its uh, on its head. I said there's no easing in. It's no, no. credits and scary music. Yep, <laughs> just it just starts. starts like that. And it was scored by uh, Jerry Goldsmith. It's called Ave Satani, which is, uh, you know. Cool. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Fun fact about this song, it's the only song to be nominated for best original song from a horror movie. Really? And it's the only one that won. That's crazy. It did win. And it's the only nominee that was ever written and sung in Latin. But the lyrics are just like, it's I just can't. a wah-wah it's, sub order, it's just, it's but just in like, Latin. Yeah, it's just, and then you say Hail Satan every once because it's like, Hold the pickles, no lettuce. Exactly. Hail Satan. <laughs> Toast the roll only. <laughs> Extra cheese. I can't believe that The Exorcist didn't get nominated for... for score because that's like a pretty iconic score too i feel like but well you know and then, and then a lot of things when we're talking when we're going to be talking about this movie obviously we're going to get a lot of comparisons to the exorcist as we and rosemary's baby well more the exorcist actually there's more comparison because uh rosemary's baby didn't that come out like a, like almost 
sixties. Yeah. Ten yeah. years earlier. So around there. Yeah. So I mean, of course, awesome throwback or callback in the in the remake. The only good part about the remake was they had uh, Mia Farrow as Mrs. Baylock. She's great. In that so remake. it's like it's like, hey, yeah. I gave birth to the devil in one movie. Now I'm going to raise the devil's son in this movie. Yeah. All right. I did like that cast. So we start off, we start off, uh, it, it's like, it's clearly in Europe. It's, and then they say it's in Italy because you like hear all these like sirens going. It's like those stupid European sirens you always hear in movies. We're introduced to the first character, the main character, uh, Ambassador Robert Thorne, who is played by Gregory Peck. Also, you know. Atticus Finch. Won his uh, Oscar for Atticus Finch. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was Captain Ahab. Uh, I think so. He was an, you know, great actor. Roman Holiday. Roman Holiday. Uh, Crimes the origi- of Nuremberg. The original Cape Fear. Amazing actor. Just just this man who has just this presence about him that demands some sort of... Also, it's June 6th at 6 a.m. Spooky. Ooh, yeah, six, yeah. Six, six, six. It's the sixth six, hour seven. on the sixth day of the sixth month. Yeah. Gee, I wonder what that means. What could that mean? But <laughs> Gregory Peck, A, they were reluctant to give this part to him because it tells the story of like a, uh, you know, a father who loses his son. Right. And Gregory Peck literally lost his son like a year or two before that. He oh. he like committed suicide. Oh, but then, wow. But then meanwhile, Gregory Peck was like, Nah, I want to do this because this could be like therapeutic for me because I I feel bad. I feel like I could have been a better father to my son. He wanted he wanted to do it. His grandson is on that new Star Trek show. Really? The one? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's. Is he also a Peck? His last name is Peck. Okay. Yeah. I think his first name is Walter. It's not. It's not the guy from (laughs) Ghostbusters. And he also, it was kind of crazy because he was basically retired for a few years. He was like, ah, I didn't know these people still wanted me to do this. But by doing it, it like this movie was kind of like floundering in production hell before. But then when you get fucking Atticus Finch to show up, you're like, we got a movie going now. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's racing to the hospital because his uh, his wife is in uh, labor, right. giving birth to their son. And then unfortunately find out that the son died but this priest just happens to come out of nowhere he's like hey i got this a plan how about you do how about we got this baby here and his mother he died is this offensive guido yo i am having a (laughs) i'm having a problem you know what hand motion his hands are so loud man those are the loudest hands i've ever seen Uh, for our listeners we're doing the very stereotypical italian (laughs) hey (laughs) he's like hey man your wife doesn't know that the baby died. This baby doesn't have a mom, doesn't have a family. Why don't you just, you know, take one on. take one for the, you know, and you're helping this kid out. You're scoring some book, some points for the good big man upstairs. And it so already kind of looks like you, which up. is weird. Yeah, it kind of already looks like you. What's up with that? It has black hair. Yeah, it's got a full like head you. of hair. That's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that right? enough? It's white with black hair. <laughs> so... Let's let's just make this happen. Okay. Say it's your kid. What's the worst that could happen, right? <laughs> dun, dun. And of course, that's what happens. And then you know, it's like a time. It's like a, a a time jump. There's a lot of time jumps at the beginning of the movie because um, really the the shit hits the fan when like the kid turns five. He gets promoted to the ambassador. Gregory Peck gets promoted to the ambassadorship for Great Britain. Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. 
<laughs> Everything is just going idyllic for them. We got this nice house. They're all just walking through the woods. They're having fun. Nice house. house Did you see that huge house? Gorgeous. It is not a house. What that is, is it? an estate. It's an estate. Yeah. That well, is an elementary school that huge. one family lives in. Yes. And I love how when they're like looking at it, the kids outside and the realtors walking around, that's when they want to like do it. Like not in the bedroom. They're just like, oh, it's great. Oh, whoa. <laughs> well, I'd like to. Uh, she's trying. how try- powerful he is. She's trying to sell the house to him. Like, uh, not the realtor, I mean, but the wife loves yeah. it. And he's like, I don't know. It just seems like a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it just zooms in on them and they're about to like basically bang in the study, which is, which is another funny thing. Gregory Peck insisted on on shots of his face to be close-ups because he was a bit vain and didn't like anybody seeing his double chin. Really? Huh, really? You yeah. could just skip his second breakfast, but I no. Really, I mean, it worked. I didn't really notice his double chin. Like I just said, the shit starts to hit the fan when the kid turns five. And we find out the kid's name. His name is Damien. Who chooses <laughs> to name their kid Damien? Well, sorry uh, to anyone named that, but I don't. It wasn't related to any biblical character of any sort. Like, there's nobody. There's that's not like the the name in the Bible for the Antichrist or anything like that. Oh. Apparently, the writer uh, David Seltzer, he wanted to name the kid Domlin after a, the, his neighbor's kid, who was apparently like oh, an annoying boy. piece of shit. Fuck that kid in particular. <laughs> but <laughs> but his wife made him change it to Damien, and thus now oh. he. I yeah, other... I think that would be a direct attack. It would if be. you named. Yeah, that would be like a character after uh, your yeah. neighbor's child. My screenplay is totally going to have some one of your kids' names in it. I wrote other than their son being the devil child, their life is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty idyllic, you know. <laughs> it's just like he's got that cute little onesie that he was just wa- walking around in. That like they they pull that little wooden horse. And they yeah, all it's know. just it's... they're walking along that little creek. creek and and oh, that and yeah, so that's sweet. that's when we find out. You know, his name is Damien. Damien, who's Damien? All right, so fast forward again. Kid turns five, having a big party. Like he's five, not six. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, why would they choose five? I would think he'd be six. But I'm pretty. I'm like. Oh no, no, he was five. I'm like. Fast forward five years and he's turning six. Okay. Oh, got turning it. Okay. There we are. This makes more sense, yeah. I feel yeah. like. And it's the magic number. They're having the devil, yeah. They're having a huge party. Members of parliament, the military, all these The media. The media. It's so weird. It reminded me of um that scene in the birthday scene in Mommy Dearest for people who have seen Mommy Dearest. Like she has like photographers there to take pictures to prove she's a great mother and there's like a carousel. It was exactly like that scene. It oh. was creepy and weird. But he's but, an ambassador. Need big party. Yes. Yeah, it's probably need to have a big party to show off. And yes, I'm the ambassador. My brother from, or you know, my best friend from college is the president. Everybody needs to come and hobnob and kiss my. Do you just want to do the whole movie in Gregory Peck's voice? Well, I mean, I could. I could try, <laughs> I could try for you. No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> All right. It does sound pretty good. Yeah. Can you do the whole movie in Arnold's voice instead? No. <laughs> <laughs> and the nanny, she's been holding on to the kid for a little bit, but they're like, no, I'll take him. And then all of a sudden, I all know. of a sudden you start hearing the creepy music, like this like weird, like it's it's almost like the Kill Bill music with like the, but it's like a heartbeat. It's like, boom, 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 boom. 
Yeah. But I didn't like the fact that, like, the only reason the mom came to get Damien was because a photographer was taking a picture of the nanny holding him. And the mom was like, I don't want them thinking the nanny's the mother. And she, I was like, all right, bitch. You know? Well, you know. she's <laughs> She's like, I'll take him. He's my son. Oh, now he's your son. When there's a photographer Yo, around, he's your son. Okay. That lady was posing with him. Come on. She was holding. That's her job. She's a nanny. That was her she, job. Her job is to pose like well, she wasn't, the house she wasn't of Gucci posing. and she's just the, 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 the freaking just voguing the, the camera. The photographer is just standing there. It was, I, th- yeah. I thought it was more of a candid photo it was, I thought it was candid a too. pose. But when she when the like, mom uh. took when the mom took the kid it was the pose it was the pose yeah but go ahead was it when the babysitter saw the dog yes when yes we the, first the moment we first see the the hellhound well we don't I'm sorry we don't know it's a hellhound yet spoiler we don't know it's just a random <laughs> dog because Richard Donner he said when he wanted to do this movie. He didn't want it to be like an overtly, that's the devil's kid. This is all supernatural and evil. He wanted to walk a real fine line of like, shit, maybe these people are crazy. Like, you know, stuff's happening to them and they think like, they think it's the devil, but really they're just going crazy. Oh. Really? Yeah. I didn't. But they had, but they, there are going to be a few more points that I'm going to talk about that they kind of took that premise and threw it out the window. I don't like Rottweilers. I'm pretty sure this is why. While they're, you know, while they're sitting there, they're having cake. You hear, you hear this. You're- Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. And then the nanny just jumps, hangs herself, slams through the window. Uh, it's jarring. I feel like her head would have just snapped off. But a photographer not. gets a couple good pics. Yes, he does. I, I remember when I was watching, because I watched this movie when I was very young, when I shouldn't have. And it was, I'm pretty sure at that scene, when like my relatives were like, oh shit, you're in here. You should be watching this. <laughs> but that nanny was um, played by Holly Palance, the daughter of Hollywood legend Jack Palance. Oh. Like, I guess. City Slickers. Yeah. That was one of the most iconic scenes of all time it's in true. a horror movie. It's and true. We're also introduced to some other secondary characters in this scene. We're introduced to David Warner. He's the photographer. He was in uh, Straw Dogs, the original Straw Dogs in the 70s. He was also in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, oh, Secret of the Ooze. He was the professor movie. who was at the end doing the Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. He's also in Titanic. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in Titanic. He plays Billy Zane's henchman in Titanic. Yes. And he's he's the he's the photographer Jennings who's going to become a more important character as the movie progresses. And yeah, and um, like I said, we're introduced to the Rottweiler who apparently uh, off camera was quite the opposite of what he was supposed to be on screen. He was like licking everybody and was he a famous like, Rottweiler? No, no, just oh. <laughs> but. Unlike unlike Guido, Rottweiler's popularity shot up as a result of this movie. More people bought Rottweilers because of the omen. Satanists. <clears throat> a bunch of Satanists. So the next, like after after the suicide, you know, they're all photog- you know, they're the media is pressing him at the uh, at the embassy and he gets a visit from this this priest. They're like, oh, yeah, it's donation month. They need money for the church. And who walks in but Patrick Troughton? Nobody in this group will know who that is because I'm the only person that watches Doctor Who here. He was the second doctor in the whole history of the show. He took over after William Hartnell. Also, you don't really see that much of his stuff because the BBC didn't believe in saving tapes. So it was destroyed. But I guess guess for, you know, the, the ladies in the group, he's 
also uh, the the grandfather, I think, of the kid that played Neville Longbottom. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So he's sitting there, and he's like, I need to talk to you about your son. He's like, what What about my son? He's like, you need to do, You need to accept Jesus. You need to take Jesus. You need to fight him, because your son, he's evil. It's mother, Mr. Thorne. It's on my wife. It's mother. What is it you're trying to say? His mother was a... And security comes in and takes him away. He didn't like, get what? to spill the devil's beans. No. Meanwhile, Jennings is there taking pictures of the priest. Later, we find out that there's some sort of, like, problem with the image of the camera where like he's got like a mark right at the pre- in the priest in the photo of the priest it's really weird don't know what's going on <laughs> then we're then we're introduced to the new nanny mrs baylock she just shows up she just shows up devilnannies.com <laughs> i said 70s parents were less worried about strangers with their children oh yeah she's also one of the townspeople in hot fuzz yes she is she, she is owns the inn She's just so Billy, argumentative. Billy Whitelaw it was her name. She's very. She is. She's like, can I see the child now? Yeah. Okay. Which and the to way protect thee and and the, and the way that they the way that they wanted uh, the way that she performed it was entirely her idea. They wanted her to be more like uh, you know like a Mrs. Doubtfire sort of like oh come here deity oh I love you and da, 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 da. but she was like no I'm going to be creepy and weird. She is creepy and weird. She does a. Perfect job of being that. And then, like that thing I was saying earlier about how Richard Donner wanted didn't want it to be an overtly like supernatural thing, and it wanted to like keep you guessing on is this actually happening and stuff. They kind of came to a head with Mrs. Baylock because she was so clearly, I am an agent of the devil here to help this devil's son. Well, she does say it to him, but because they loved her so much, they're like, okay, fuck it, just Old, do what you want, just 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 going with it, just going with it. I was going to say, like, they could have edited it differently if that was the angle that they were They could have done a lot of things differently. Well, Richard Donner was known to also be a a very, he was like an actor's director. He was very, like, he was, um, like, Steven Spielberg's, um, like, mentor. Oh, okay. He was very caring about his act. Like, every, when he died, because he died, what, last year? Uh, yeah, it was either, it was like a year or two ago, yeah. I think, yeah. Everyone who came out and said he was the nicest person, he was the best person on set, he really listened, he didn't, like, it was just, he was just such a nice, great person. So maybe it was just that she was like, I want to do it this way. He was like, okay, and plus, sure. <laughs> And plus, also, this was his first movie. I mean, his first, like, big studio movie. So he's just kind of like... before Superman? Yeah, this is oh. before Superman. Superman came, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> and then another, like, because an, another scene I want to talk about, of course, is the, the church freakout scene, which apparently is recreated every time we start to record here at Quad Pro Quo because a similar thing happens at the Salomeo household just when they're about to, no, mommy, no, you can't leave. <laughs> Oh, my poor daughter. Ah, what, <laughs> um, it is it is the saddest thing. Every time our babysitter comes over, our daughter just clings to my neck and won't let I could let go of her body and she'd hang there. She's so strong. You gotta protect your neck. Yeah. Protect, protect your neck. And then I have to run out of the house and Guido has to stay behind to console her so I can 
get away. Oh my god! And then two minutes later, she's fine. Mm-hmm. With lollipops, by the way. That's yeah, what, that's what the babysitter said. <laughs> I wrote that I loved Lee Remick's turban that she wears in this yeah, what scene. The fuck I love that. Oh, it's so seventies. I love it. She's wearing a turban, and I wrote that I hate church too. Was that? So I oh, really no. sympathize with that. Kid. No, that that church, that church, because it's because. Mrs. Baylock says it. It's an Episcopalian church or something like That's that. That's what I was baptized in. The nanny but, tried to keep that baby out of there. Yeah. She did not want that baby to go. No. Well, I, I kind of sided with her because I'm like, I'm sorry. I mean, I wouldn't want to take a kid to a wedding anyway. Yeah, but he's like a public figure, and it's another public figure's wedding. Mm-hmm. They can't show up like without their kid. Why can't they show up Because it's their also kid? like a press opportunity. Like, look, we're parents. There are expectations yeah. of the station. That's crap. Okay. But they could have just kept the kid at home. Eh. For a wedding. Yeah, definitely should have kept the son of Satan at home. Surprisingly, this, this scene was the scene that Richard Donner used to audition for the role of Damien. Mm. Like, he would have the kids, like, he apparently he would be the he would pretend to be the mom and be like, all right, I want you to come at me He's so and like cool. and they like beat him up and like hit at him and all this sort of stuff. I love him. And he had almost given up and he was gonna like recast it and have it as a girl because he was having such trouble finding a boy to do this the way he wanted it done. This kid Harry Stevens. What would that have been like? Well, they did. You they they made a sequel where there was a girl. Oh, I, I a daughter of Satan. Not the Omen too. Was no, that no, Damien's no. child? It was Damien's child. So yeah. it was like the it was the devil's granddaughter. It's like Ooh. Omen Four? <laughs> yeah, Omen Four. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, there, were, there were like three sequels and a remake, yeah. The kid was so great. Her- Richard Donner was like, dye that kid's hair black. He's our guy. I also wanted to talk about the zoo sequence. What do you guys think about that? Oh yeah. He's very scary towards drafts. I Giraffes. Mean, <laughs> so. Yeah, he scared oh, the shit out of those drafts. He ran away. Yeah, but the so the baboon, the baboons. The baboons. So I wrote. What did I write down? Because I had a. I had. A I just story. want to know. Are, are, are drive-through zoos? Are they still a thing? I or think like, they still have it at Six Flags. I did write Safari Park in London. Question mark. And then I wrote. Kid is wearing a corduroy suit. Question mark. <laughs> Made me think of Guido. Yeah. Because I feel like <laughs> Tammy's told me about how you like were always wearing corduroy when you were a kid in mm-hmm. Southern California. Oh, God. Don't you remember our, our baby shower? Yes. His mom gave us an entire bag of knitted vests and sweaters and corduroy. Corduroy, uh, corduroy. I was a poorly poor, dressed doll until I was 10. Poor thing. 10? Until you started wearing FUBU. Mommy knows best. <laughs> you wore FUBU at 10? Boofu. Okay, oh, it was a knockoff. Boo. <laughs> Boofu. The baboons were terrifying, and my pop-up had a similar incident when he went to one of the like to like one of those Six Flags places. He drove through and the monkeys like jumped on his car and tore like he had stuff like on the top of his car, like under he tore everything Mm-mm. off of his car. Like nah, it was horrible. I, you know, I couldn't I, the way they did that was they first tried to uh they they actually uh had a Wrangler in the back of the car. Oh a baboon a Jeep? Yeah a baboon Wrangler oh, okay. in the back of the car with <laughs> with a baby baboon first. To try and see if they would all scramble on and like... Not PETA approved. But <laughs> it didn't work. So they had to take like the... Instead of the baby baboon, they took like the elder of the tribe, like the head baboon, and held him in the back of the car. Oh my God. And then they, they kidnapped the chief of baboons? So and then... and then In the trunk? No, no, no. In the like back seat. Holding him. Like, he's holding him. And meanwhile, 
I guess Lee Remick had no idea how they were going to do this. She was, and then that's why she was freaking the she fuck out. She does look out. terrified. Because it was just, oh my God. Because she didn't, she didn't know that they were in the backseat. Oh. So they're, they're holding this poor monkey hostage and all of Baboon. the other monkeys are at, like trying to get into the it car to monkey. save. It yeah. Has a tail. Save Let's it. not be racist. It has a tail. Okay. That it's is Baboon. so terrible. They could, their lives really could have been in danger. Yeah. But yeah. they got the shot. They got the shot. And then we cut to... Um, That's insanity. We cut to later where they're talking like, oh, do you think Damien's okay? And blah, blah, blah. He doesn't... You ever notice how he's never had a, a mark on him or a cut or a cold or anything? I was going to ask, Matt, if you noticed that in their bedroom, Gregory Peck had a picture of his wife next to his bed. Yes! <laughs> I wrote that down. Again, is that a thing? Thing. You were so bothered by that poltergeist. And then when I was watching the open, I'm like, oh, look, a picture of his wife on his bedside table. She's right there. Why do you need to lean over this way? And be like, there she is. After, <laughs> there she is. After you made that comment in that episode, I totally put a picture of Matt and I on my nightstand. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one that was in Amelia's room when she ripped down all of her picture frames. Uh, oh, my gosh. I just, put it, I just relocated it. She ripped down all of her picture frames? Oh yeah, she climbed on the top of her headboard, yeah. and there was a shelf. I, look, I there. looked, and there's, I found a peculiar birthmark on Amelia. That child. It I, is a six no, six five just, on her butt cheek. <laughs> it's the weirdest just, thing. She's just a very you she's, know playful, inquisitive child. Spirited. I spirited caught her. Even. I caught her singing Latin the other day. Oh my okay? gosh. So, and then the next day, uh, Gregory Peck's at a lacrosse. No, not a, not a lacrosse. I'm sorry. A rugby match. Rugby. Because, you know, everybody loves rugby over there. And Patrick Troughton, Father Doctor Who, confronts Gregory Peck again, keeps yelling at him and says that your son is the son of the devil and your wife is in danger because she is pregnant again. Oh, I also, sorry, I also wrote, because when they talk in the bed and she says she needs to see someone, I was like, that's very progressive for 1976, putting mental health first and not mm-hmm. making it seem like a stigma. He was like, okay, then we'll get you help. Right. There was no questioning of it. It was just like, I need to see someone, like a psychologist. And he was like, okay. I was like, oh, this is yeah. scary. When does postpartum actually, stop? Would well, you? Would you ex- we actually had dialogue about it because uh, Gregory Peck was speaking directly with the psychologist and Matt thought that that was, or Guido thought that that was strange. And I said back in in that time, it was very normal for the husband to consult with the psychiatrist about his wife's me- mental health because yeah. he was basically what's up with this the crazy decision broad? maker. Yeah. yeah, what's up with this bitch? Is she nuts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we going to have to put those things, uh, the electrodes to her head or what, Doc? She didn't pick up the laundry. It's just disgusting. My dinner was cold. You know? What the hell? Oh, my God. They have maids. She's not doing shit in that house. She doesn't know how to water plants either, obviously. And then... then (laughs) Oh, goodness. Father Father Doctor Who starts to recite this poem, and I don't know it verbatim. I'm sorry, but it's just like... Father Doctor. When the Jews return to Zion, and a comet rips the sky, and the Holy Roman Empire rises, then you and I must die. From the eternal sea, he rises, creating armies on either shore, turning man against his brother, till man exists no more. These are the devil's beans, and he spilled them. <laughs> and, and then they're like, oh, it's, uh, I think I've heard that. Is that in the Bible? Not in the Bible. Poem is not in the Bible at all. It's very Samuel L. Jackson and Pulp Fiction. 
just after, shortly after he does this, a storm happens as he's going, yeah, he's as, as Father as Father Doctor Who is going home. Just as he's he's trying to get in, but the doors are all locked, and you hear the you hear the weird bum 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 like yeah. prophecy. And, and then boom. Lightning uh, light, hits the uh, lightning, yeah, lightning rod gets struck by lightning. It falls down, impales Doctor Who. It's a tough death. No regeneration sequence, unless no. you want to believe he regenerates into Pete Postlewaite in the remake. Um, I love Pete Postlewaite. If I may here, the that whole scene from the steeple being hit by lightning or whatever, and then falling down and hitting him must have taken what good three minutes. He had a lot of time to move oh, out of the yeah, way. Oh, yeah, I said that, why, too. Why was he just paralyzed with fear? He, was, he, said, he screamed. And then he puts his hands up. He goes, Aah! Yeah, it's, it's like, it's and like the... And that's how long... You just move, sidestep that like, shit. It's like the Austin Powers with the steamroller. <laughs> yes! Stop! Exactly! He was going to die of cancer anyway. Yes, yes. He didn't know that. Sick. Well, I'm sure he did. He knew that he had cancer. What are you talking yes. about? No, he had the devil sickness. No. Let's, but... Right after the doctor, or right after Father Doctor Who dies, we cut back to Gregory Peck and Lee Remick, and she deb- she had she's says, starting to hate that kid. She start she's she's freaking out about Damien because she's like he doesn't seem like he's mine. I don't know, and and also she's like I'm pregnant and I don't want to keep it. Very progressive again. Yes. talking about abortions. That's where Gregory Peck's uh, progressivism stops because he's like no, I want to have because we have to have this child. It was foretold that the pregnancy would end, and I want to stop that. Gosh, I can't believe Gregory Peck is in the room today. He's got to go to Megiddo. Amazing. When he finds out that Father Doctor Who is dead, the craziest thing, did you see the photo that they showed in the in the uh, the newspaper that showed his death? Yes, it they, was very graphic. It was a picture. Yes. Yeah, it's a picture of him impaled. Have you ever seen? Anything in the newspaper like that? Well, well they did. It was pretty spectacular. They did feature the the babysitter also hanging from it's, the house. I like, will say it is Britain. What kind of papers are these? And I'm almost positive that these are tabloids. That British papers public like publish the photos of Diana's car crash. Salacious filth. So they're kind of disgusting over oh, there. He's saying again he doesn't want to um, get rid of this second baby, even right. though it was prophesized that Damien would end up killing this baby. Right. Because he can't share anything. And how does he kill the baby? The tricycle scene. Oh my ah. gosh. Do you guys let your kids ride their tricycle oh, around okay. the house? So this fucking tricycle scene. It well, will, my kid doesn't have a governess. I got very um, shining vibes from it too, with with Danny on the on the big wheel yeah, running through the hotel. Yeah. It kind of gave me that sort of vibes. But yeah, you know, Lee Remick is watering her plants, which I feel like she has someone who could do that. Like I don't know why she's doing that shit. And oh, also, she is. didn't have a step ladder. Yeah, she was so really she had to climb up on the on a on a coffee table. I yeah. know. So like he he bumps her right, and then she falls and she's hanging. Yes. And then from that, so as soon as she lets go, she slowly turns in midair to land on her tummy. This is the slowest okay. fall scene I've ever seen. Did, what was in her tummy? Was it lead? We did were she, watching Did her she eat fall. some plutonium? Why was it? Because the whole thing that, was in a slow fucking so, motion. No, no, they actually, buttered, they actually buttered her tummy. So that's, you know like how what, butter, oh. butter toast always lands butter side down? Guido. Okay. 
they did. Cats <laughs> always land on their feet. Matt, why don't you tell us how they achieved this scene? Well, yes, because it is weird. Because we, because uh, we were discussing this movie previously, and Guido did go on that tangent earlier. I was like, well, allow me to retort, please. And again, back to another like Exorcist comparison. Um, in The Exorcist, for those of you that haven't seen it, there's this one scene where Ellen Burstyn, the mom in the movie, she hesitated in wanting to perform a stunt where her on-screen child struck her and it like hurtled her across the across the room into yes. a wall. She was so nervous about it, she went up to William Friedkin, the director. She would do the stunt, but not to have the production coordinator pull the rope that was attached to her so hard. William Friedkin was like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. And not Richard Donner. <laughs> they wound up doing she wound up doing the stunt and she got injured like she broke her back or something. She got really hurt. Like in fact, really badly hurt. She blames Friedkin for permanently wound, wounding her spine. Mm-hmm. An injury she still struggles with today. She's still alive, right? She's still alive. Okay, yeah, yeah. She She's was, gonna be in the re- in the sequel. And they're making another Exorcist. Uh, I don't know if it's a movie or a series, and she's actually going to be in it. Oh God, that'll be good. Well, she's in it. I'm fine with that. And then perhaps I'll be skipping that one. You will be watching. Okay. It. No, per- I won't. With me. You can watch it with. We're going to watch the it together. Three of them. We're going to watch two it of them. I don't need to watch it. I've I'll watch the, it. I've seen The Exorcist. I don't need to see. Thank you. More of it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm good. I've and seen then all of the other Exorcist movies. I'll watch anything. And then perhaps. As a result of this... Except RRR. Fuck you both. Oh, come on. You haven't lived. <laughs> and then perhaps as a result of this, Lee Remick heard about that. Okay. Because like, I guess they were they were filming around similar times, or The Exorcist came out maybe before that, or I don't know. Probably this... I didn't know Rami Malek was in this movie. Lee Remick. Oh, sorry. I'm so <laughs> come sorry. Come on. He wasn't even born yet. No, probably not. Oh, that's no. true. Okay, go ahead. Lee Remick was like, she's like, she's just saying, no, I am not doing it. I'm not doing it at all. So Richard Donner, I guess, like Ali was saying, is a much nicer person to his actors and actresses. He's like, okay, we won't do it. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to get a stunt double. We're going to get a wall behind you. We're going to put you on a dolly that has ropes on it that will spin you around and you'll go into the wall looking like you're going into the floor. You're like, oh. It's very odd. It's very underwhelming. Even the fish were fake. Everything everything was fake in that. While this is happening, Jennings, the photographer, calls and asks to speak to uh, Gregory Peck about Father Dr. Hill. They go and investigate his house. Right. In his parish, you know, in the church. His room is literally covered wall to wall with Bible verses and crosses like, room. all over the place. 47 crosses. So was he, he counted them. also the son of the devil? Who? Father Doctor Who? Yes. No. Then why did he have a 666 birthmark? Because he was a victim. They, The victim, for some reason they get it, I think they explain, I mean, they get it posthumously. I can't say that right. You know, after death. After the devil kills them, they get the mark of the beast on Oh, they don't explain that well. No, they don't. And then they go back to Jennings' uh, photo dojo, and they see these photos where there's like this sort of like mark on the on the photo that looks a lot like the impaling where he was impaled. They also had one, he showed one of the nanny, same mark, looked around like her a, neck. around her neck, looked like a noose. A prophecy. Yeah, like... He had a magic camera. And he had a series of pictures of the priest, which yeah, and got darker as it, and darker as it got closer to when he was going to die. 
it's kind of like a Final Destination thing where it was like closer to your time. You Amazing. Know? Love Final Destination. <laughs> and then Jennings reveals, he's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to help you in all this, get to the bottom of this whole thing and all these, because I happened to take a picture of myself in a mirror when I was taking pictures here, photograph with a big black line going through his neck. Protect your neck. You have to protect your neck. Well, some things you don't see coming. So then, so scary, isn't it? Like you know that you're probably going to die, and you're probably going to die. Yeah, but if you know, you'd think you'd like you know move out of the way, or you just stay home. His is a little bit more. That's fair. Quick. Wouldn't it came you from just behind. Stay home. Like, why would you continue to be around the man that you know is where well, all this now activity I don't think is he coming can from? Stop it now. Yeah, he can't stop. For all, for all we know, like now. some sort no, of like, like it, like it's not going to end. It's not going to stop. Like it, it's probably going to kill him anyway. So might as well just yeah. try to figure it out beforehand. It's not final destination. De- yeah, death's design will change. The devil's death design will change all if you right. just stay in your house. The devil's algorithm will morph. <laughs> the algorithm. Okay. So so Jennings and Gregory Peck they leave for Italy to try and find more on the um, on the birth records of Damien because he's like Damien actually isn't my son. I wrote tiny cars are cute. Some oh yeah, tiny cars. Because they're in, in they're Rome. they're in Europe, of course. You know, Gregory, Gregory, they're all fiats. Gregory <laughs> Peck sounds are so annoying. Gregory Peck is on a Roman holiday again. <gasps> Such a good movie. Is he on his way to Mogito? No, no, no. First, oh. first, they first they go to they go to the hospital. Can which, I say the non-hospital elevators in yes! that fucking hospital? Oh my god, that elevator so cool. was so weird. <laughs> I was like, I was like did you clock that elevator? How does that work? Into it? <laughs> They're always on, and there's no door. They're constantly moving, and it just takes you up. You step into it. So well, you know cool. what it's like. It's so dangerous. Oh, you didn't play this, yeah, but very, if anyone else out hospital. there played Demon Souls, there's a bunch of elevators like that. It was neat. Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> I, I was. I'm still like dumbfounded by that. But they find out that the pre, that the the hospital had a fire literally a day yeah. after after his son was born mm-hmm. and it happened in the hall of records in the maternity section no there's no record of the birth basically yeah. of Damien but the priest from the beginning survived and he's now at this monastery creepy he's he, rotting he cuz he was like he's like the 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 one priest that was talking about him he was like Oh yeah, you know he uh, he denounced God and all that, and we're like, oh, how do you know that? He's like, oh, he told us. <laughs> and then you see him, and his face is like really fucked up. And he's mute. He yeah. can't talk anymore. He can only write with his one hand. With a giant thing mm-hmm. of like chalk, black chalk. This was another because cr- even though, like I said before, when I was watching this at a really young age, when I saw the nanny hang herself, and they're like, you shouldn't be watching this. They still let me sit there and watch it anyway. Yeah. So I saw this part, and this also was one of just those scenes where you see the the priest's face. It was so scary to me as a kid, but now I'm like looking at it, I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I was scared of that. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. He tells them where, he tells them where the mother that, you know, Damien's mother is buried at this cemetery right up the road. Just as they get up there, they get in there, they're opening up the graves, and it's like, this is my son. They killed him when he was a baby. Yeah. Because you see this... That was, like, one of the scariest scenes, though. You see this this little baby corpse with, like, a big old perfect hole in its head. So they killed yep. his, it, his son did not die in childbirth. They, they killed, killed it when it happened. Like, they had an instantaneous DNA test right there. Oh. They murdered him. My boy. 
And then what's in the mother, quote unquote, grave? Yeah, they open that up and they're like, oh my God, it's a jackal. What is a jackal? Mackos, is that a dog? Yeah, what is a jackal? Why is there a dog in there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I actually don't know what a, a jackal is. It's some sort of like canine, like a wolf coyote sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's like a little coyote thing. Oh, I for some reason it is like a dog. Remembered the scene differently and thought like the mother was a goat. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, either way, he wasn't born of woman. He was born of a beast. A beast. <sighs> and while they're digging up these they're digging up these graves, you see a shit ton of Rottweilers are all a lot of rotties are all around the grave like and the wind is whipping like I I honestly because it's, cra- it's scary it's a I, scary scene I watched it I watched it and uh, with my headphones on downstairs so our dogs didn't so bark. our dogs didn't bark <laughs> so like I didn't know how Allie was gonna do it because she usually watches the movies upstairs I fast forwarded because <laughs> our one dog will go insane at the mere sight of anything animal on related legs. on TV. Cats, camels. Like he will freak Camels. He he barked at the baboon scene just in a nightmare. Before they went up to the monastery, he was calling Kathy, Lee Remick, he's like, You gotta get out of the hospital. Tom so and so is gonna come pick you up. You're and got- she's laid up. She has yeah. like two broken legs. And she, no, she doesn't have any she broken a, legs. She has a broken arm. She has a concussion. Oh, she doesn't have any broken legs. Internal sorry. bleeding. And no baby. Thank and you, no baby. Tammy. And yes. no, well, she's probably happy about the no baby because she wanted to abort she that wanted, thing anyway. Yeah, she definitely yeah. wanted a shmishmortion. A shmishmortion. So she's like, okay, I'm going to try and get right. Well, you know, while she's got her one arm cast up like I this. Wrote, she's can't tr- she buzz for help? And Does no one work in this hospital? Just as she's like getting her, ro- her, you know, her shirt on, she's like, Tom, is that you? And it's Mrs. Beta. And she gets pushed out the window, crashes into an ambulance. R.I.P. Kathy. R.I.P. Kathy. Yeah. Did you happen to notice if she flipped over Guido onto her belly? Well, that at was that moment. Did she? No. Her tummy wasn't buttered then. No, no she butter. She had no butter on her tummy. She didn't have a cat taped to her tummy because they land with their paws down. Just saying. Mm. Oh. Gregory Peck and Jennings escape the dogs. They're in the hotel. Mm-hmm. They get a phone call. I love Gregory Peck, but this is one of the most ridiculous lines I've ever heard in a movie. It was like, my wife Kathy is dead. I'd like Damien to be dead, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, Atticus Finch, I never would have expected you to say that. Now they Well, go- Harper Lee didn't write this movie, so. Now they go to Megito. But they were told to go to Megito to see Bogenhagen before that. Like, yes. Like, before that. Because he wanted, but he wanted to get it confirmed first that okay. this, they wanted to confirm that this kid's the devil um, now or the antichrist. Now that they know he is born of a jackal, his son is dead, his wife is dead. He wants to kill this kid. But first, stop off at a gas station for some outdoor cappuccino. I mean, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta Italian. You're gonna get a headache if you don't have your caffeine. Yeah, Guido was saying he had a migraine all day today because he didn't caffeine enough. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I almost okay. died. And then, I mean, it's funny because he was sitting there saying, I want Damien to be dead, too. And then when they go and meet Bo- uh, Bogenhagen. Who's Bogenhagen? Bogenhagen. Bogenhagen. Who's Bogenhagen? He's the archaeologist in the city of Megiddo that, oh. gives him, that gives him the knives and tells him how he's got to kill him. He's got to kill Damien. Very with special these knives. knives. And to look for the mark mm-hmm. on him. 
sharp and crucifixes. And it's like you have to stab him in the human heart. With a stabbing motion. And you have motion. to stab him in his spiritual... On, mm-hmm. the ho- on holy ground. Holy, on holy ground. But and it's then, like, like 11 knives or something? Like, like nine of them, I think. Nine? That's a lot of work. But then me- meanwhile... Greg, stab him a bunch. Gregory Peck. Her. Gregory Peck immediately gets cold feet. He's like, "I'm not gonna do this. These are knives. He's a child. I can't do this." And then and the guy's like, "He's not a child. Like you can't think of it like that." Gregory Peck takes the knives, throws them, and Jennings is like, "Well, if you're not going to do it," and comes to the another iconic scene of the movie. It's my favorite. The decapitation scene. Decapitation. Decapitation. I remember the first time I saw this. It's a it great was, scene. It scared the, it shocked the hell out of me. It was a very shocking scene because uh, Jennings goes to get the knives that are in this pit. And meanwhile, a construction truck, somehow its parking brake gets pulled. It starts to roll down the hill and it comes to a stop. But the plate glass in the back of the truck, because of motion, forces itself because off Because of motion. <laughs> I'm no physicist. Momentum, whatever. <laughs> it forces it off. Inertia. And just as Jennings looks up, shoom, cuts his head off. Head gone. I love the amount of monopoeia. Head gone. The amount of monopoeia? The monopoeia. Oh. It was Richard Donner's intention to film and edit the scene where he's decapitated in such a way. Did you notice it was, because you notice it was like a long scene for decapitation when you think about it, right? Yeah, he like, couldn't move out of the way. He, Richard Donner intended for that to happen because he would suspect that the audience would have been like, ah, and close their eyes just as it happened and then open it thinking that it's done. Oh, but then fine. when they open their eyes, they're still seeing the head flip in the air. It's so it's awesome. Good idea. I mean, gravity is 9.8 meters per second per second. So you got to get that on film. Meanwhile, David Warner refused to watch this scene. The oh. actor, he didn't want to see himself decapitated. He kept his severed head prop. I would. He Amazing. got to, he got to keep it. He had it for years until he got divorced, and then his ex-wife got it in the divorce. This scene is why I watch this movie. That's so funny. That's so morbid. It's in the middle of her lazy Susan in the dining room. Yeah, like when you go to Buca de Beppo and you sit in the Pope room. Pope room, Pope room. And then then you also note, I don't know if you guys noticed it, there's like wine spilling in the background when... Well, it's Italy. When his head gets chopped off. That was the filmmaker's way of like... Trying to symbolize blood because if they actually showed like real blood, they would have gotten a rate like rated X. Oh, an X rating. Yeah, Lame. there's not a lot of blood in this movie for and being a horror movie. Another fun fact it is also listed as one of the most famous decapitation scenes in cinema history after the scenes in Hereditary and Friday the 13th. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. That was a good one, too. Hereditary is a, it's one of my favorite comedies. Oh, it's hilarious. I'm really bummed that nobody picked that for Spooky Love. We would have ripped it up. Oh, we would have been just laughing. (laughs) Never. It's so scary. Wrong. Why did Gabriel burn? (laughs) All right. So now we go to the ending. Gregory Peck is, he flies back to to England. With his knives in hand on the plane. Well, it is a private jet. He didn't have to, he didn't have to take those through securities. He grabs some scissors because, you know, Bugenhagen also told him that he has a birthmark if he needs even more confirmation that this kid's a devil. It's probably under his hair. You know, he never shaved his head or anything, so that's probably where it is. He cuts the hair and... sees the birthmark. Just as he's grabbing him, Mrs. Baylock comes out. Crazy psycho fight. I think he... Doesn't he, like, stab her with the scissors? And that's what kills her? Something like that. Damien is a really heavy sleeper. 
And he grabs Damien and he throws him in the car. I was even like, oh shit, how did the cops find out about this? I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an ambassador's house. So that he has security. He drove, he drove through security like hell on wheels. Yeah. And that's how they called the cops. But also the cops are probably near because of the wife dying and like everything. Like it's just like a very odd situation. And he's speeding away. Yes. Yeah. He's speeding off. He gets to a church and he's sitting there about to kill the kid. Damien hates it in there. Which are like his only lines in the whole show. Yeah, and uh, Gregory Peck gets shot, and he doesn't kill Damien. And we close. Gregory. We we end the movie at the funeral, buried Gregory Peck and Kathy next to each other in Arlington, and we see this couple that's both holding Damien's hands, and somebody comes up to him and says, "We have to go now, Mr. President." <gasps> Oh, for about five more Bum, minutes. bum, bum. And then Damien looks over his right shoulder, and right smiles. at the camera, and smiles. Yep. And Pretty crazy which, scene. Which, like, Richard Donner had to, as much as we were saying how he's, like, so caring about his actors and all that, he was, like, yelling at this kid. He was like, don't you fucking smile. Or, no, he's like. Perfect, though. He's like, don't you fucking laugh. I know you want. Oh, I, I'm sure he didn't curse at him, but he was like, don't you laugh. If you laugh, I'm going to be mad at you, and I'm not going to be your friend anymore, and I'm not going to like Aww. you. So, instead. Well, I, I, I guess he had to say something and like then, that. And so instead, he just he just smiled. Another another funny thing about the ending: the Motion Picture Academy and all that—they're clearly pro Satan. They didn't like the original ending because Gregory Peck killed Damien in the end. It is tough to watch. So I well, can't have another movie do that. So so you know, she seems too shocking. The end of the credits in the omen, we actually see that Damien changes his name to Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Well, he ends up being played by Sam Neill, so I don't know if that works. Sam Wait, Neal. is that the guy from Jurassic Park? Yes. yes. Oh, sweet. Is that in the third one? That's yes, the, the third, third one. one. That's number yeah. three. <laughs> another fun, another fact about the movie: it costs uh, two point eight million to make, but it costs twice as much to promote slash defend the movie from. I wonder why people that didn't want the movie to be made. You know, Catholic Church, other religious organizations. They also released it on June sixth, nineteen seventy six, to freak out audiences with posters at the end. Like, they put Smart. posters up mid theater, like mid viewing. And then they come out and be like, today, that's today. Oh, shit. This is, again, this is listed as one of the most cursed films in, hosp- in Hollywood. Uh, David Seltzer, the writer, his plane was struck by lightning during production. And Gregory Peck had a similar, his, on a separate plane, was struck by lightning while in production. He also almost died on another plane. Like, it was kind of like the, the Leonard Skinner scenario where he was going to book this plane. But then he was like, eh, you know what? Not you guys take it. And then the people that took it ended up crashing and everybody on, on board died. Terrifying. Oh, wow. Uh, Richard Donner's house that he was living in while filming this movie was bombed by the IRA. What? <laughs> yeah. Holy was shit, Was it filmed man. in Ireland? No. Oh. It was just bombed by the IRA because... Oh, they really they hated bomb. that house? Well, they would bomb things in England, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. This, was, this was like peak terrorist activity by... Wait, by this IRA. is during the Troubles? Yeah. I mean, it was obviously a huge success. Uh, 20th Century Fox, because of that, they were able to gamble on uh, these lesser-known films and filmmakers. Case in point, one of them, dude named George Lucas in a movie called Star Wars. Never Fund- heard of it. Oh, Funding from the Omen helped. Yeah. 
It also, again, launched the career of Richard Donner as a director who went on to make Superman, Superman 2, The Goonies, the Lethal Weapon series. I love The Goonies. So many others. Uh, spawned three sequels and a terrible remake, which was also released on June 6th, 2006. Well, might as well stick with it. Schreiber? Yeah, Liev Schreiber. No. Basically, I think I did a better version of Gregory Peck than he did in this podcast, but... It's basically a shot. Yeah, it's, it's so. totally... Well, it they, they also did change some stuff in it. Like, they killed Kathy, played by Julia Stiles in this movie. With, like, an air embolism. Yeah, with, like, a embolism yeah. from, from an air bubble. Isn't that as exciting? But literally, the coolest thing, the only thing that this movie had, the only thing this movie had going for it was uh, Mia, Mia Farrow. Farrow as Mrs. Baylock. She was great. Because just the whole, yeah, Rosemary's Baby now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that's about it. I always start with Tammy, because she's the first one I can point to. Tammy. <laughs> Uh, I pass will that. pass it. It still scared me. I hate movies that could potentially have a little bit of truth to them, and they're scary. It's in the Bible. Don't make that face. No. I'm an atheist. I, mean, so. I know, but... <laughs> that, this is the least likely the whole, scary movie. Remember, the whole <laughs> prophecy about the Antichrist that Father Doctor Who said, and they were reading that poem, was not in the Bible. The yeah, only thing that up. was in that one line of revelation that they, end, that, you know, they have in type at the end of the movie and also you hear them recite it in Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. Well, nevertheless, it's written in the Bible that there is an antichrist and it's it's scary. The music, I think the music really scares me. And I don't have a very good experience with the Catholic Church either, so. There you go. It's very scary. Okay. So I'll pass it. It scared me. Uh, Allie? I'll pass it. I really, I always like this movie. I love Gregory Peck. It doesn't scare me anymore. I do still like get myself ready for the uh, nanny jumping off the mm-hmm. the the house because that still is like, oh gosh, like with the wind when the window breaks, it's just like it's just such a scene. Isn't her voice creepy though? Like, Damien, oh, Damien, it's all, it's all for, for you, you Damien. Yeah. God, um, that's freaking creepy. I know. But I also love like the the cursed stories behind it and, and all of that. But yeah, so I still like it. It's it's great. Pass. Guido? Uh, a very pass. I watch it for one scene now. And that's to see a tumbling head. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I'll it watch is. it. I will watch it again. I'll watch it with my dad. And I can't wait to show it to Vin when he's too young. So I will continue no. the tradition of nah, nah, uh, you gotta let me do that. ruining innocence. You got to let me be the, the the bad like parental figure that okay. lets him you watch trash it. movies. I'll put that on you. Fine. Look, he's already interested in horror. He's way too obsessed with Pennywise. So just let it happen. Just let it happen. He even asked me what movie we watched. Like he knows that we're preparing for these episodes and recording, so he's he's uh, like, "Well, what are you watching happen. next?" Yeah. Shave that kid's head. Get out of here! He's my sweet little angel. Shave that kid's head. There's no way. No he's way. The son of the devil. No way. Say say they both have lice or something, but shave their heads. I need confirmation. You need confirmation. Need confirmation. Where are the daggers? Oh my god! I'll where go to your. Where in your house? Is there a room covered with 47 crosses? It's in our murder room. Oh, the yeah. murder room. The yeah. murder room. It's that room right there. <laughs> next, next with to the us. creepy light. Yeah. With the creepy light. That's where I put all my Bible verses and my crosses. <laughs> For protection. So, all right. That's a resounding, resounding pass. All Yay. right. Excellent. Awesome. Next week is Tammy's pick. Tammy, uh, quid pro quo. So my pick is another or horror movie that I watched as a child uh, with my dad, and uh, it's Amityville Horror, the 1979 version. Stars George Lutz and Margot. George Lutz is the character name. Oh shit! 
James Brolin. James Brolin and Margot Kidder. And um, you can watch it on Stars, Amazon Prime Video, or you can download it and uh, or buy it. So we want to thank our listeners, and you can find us at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So give us a follow. Also, we would appreciate if you rate us, give us your feedback. It's how we get better. So you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, basically anywhere you podcast. And if you have an idea for a theme month, which we're going to do from time to time, you can send us an email at quadproquopod at gmail.com. And until next time, which again, we're watching Amityville Horror. Thanks for listening. 